Hey, what is up everybody and welcome once again to Behind The Voice. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode and thank you so much for following and listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it because this particular episode is going to be even more amazing. Back in November of 2022, I got the amazing opportunity. This was a the biggest opportunity I could ever get. Now, the person I got to talk to is this wonderful, beautiful and kind Danielle Bisuti, who played Freya in God of War 2018 as well as God of War Ragnarok. And we got to talk about going back into the God of War world, what she thinks about video games in general and so much more. It was so awesome to talk to Danielle. So let's check this out. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. And um, as you can see, my wings found me for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't on the wall before the interview. They're just, oh, oh there they appeared. Uh, and uh, I think we got a little Bifrost crystal over here. Yes. I don't know. There's some portal over here. <laughs> but it's just you and I. It's, it's just, just you and I, I with, the, with the amazing <laughs> wings. I love those wings. That is, Aren't they beautiful? Cool. Yeah. yeah. My mom found those. Oh. It, they Somehow when I started playing Freya, I have this little hashtag that I do called hashtag the wings find me because <laughs> yeah. everywhere I go, like I'm seeing wings. And then of course I have to take a picture in front of them, but um, magically, you know, the <laughs> God or the God of war, as it were, like they're just appearing everywhere. So they know they like, like the, the world knows, like you definitely have need the wings. They just, they just know it. <laughs> and even in the first game, I mean, that little Easter egg, right? And yeah. why I say first, I mean, God of war four in mm -hmm. 2018. Yeah. When you're in the Witch of the Woods, um, you know, in Sanctuary Grove under my beautiful large turtle, Charlie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Charlie. Char and I'm pulling the different herbs off. You can kind of see just Easter eggy mm -hmm. tucked right in the corner on the wall are yeah. those wings. So Sony Santa Monica, they think of everything. What a great team. They think of everything. Speaking of great team, they, they did such an incredible job on this game. I'm such blown away by just the first half an hour of the game. I was like, is this how the game's gonna go? My God! Uh, so it's, yeah. it's it's so amazing. Yeah, it's 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 really spectacular. And there, you know, there was a lot there, there was a lot of nerves and a lot of fear that uh, this the uh, sequel would not be received. Mm -hmm. And you know, because it's in in a good way because it's easy to kind of crap all over a sequel like ah oh, yeah. they should have left it alone or <laughs> you know they didn't live up to the standard or they didn't follow through with this storyline. And I think. They, the, the studio, every dev, every artist cares so much about this world that they created, that they, they, they not only like expanded upon Atreus and Kratos, right? The two leads of our game, but yeah. they explored Freya's beautiful backstory, Sindri's, Brock's, Mimir, like it's incredible for those. And we won't give any spoilers on the, on the um, interview here, but it's just incredible because these characters that you've grown to love, like this little chosen family, you get to know why they ended up right here at this particular moment altogether. Yeah. I, I love that story part, uh, storytelling part because everybody gets so much, uh, because in the previous God of War game, we did, we did get some bits of it, but this game expands so much. I was blown away about how many things, how many more stories we get to hear. It's so incredible. Uh, I, I love everything about it. Yeah, indeed, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I would say, like one, when everybody saw the trailer first time, uh, I think one of the most surprising things that people got to see was Sonny uh, and his voice. And everybody was like, my God, this guy has gone through puberty. <laughs> uh, he really has. <laughs> was, it, was it shocking or surprising to you when you first kind of talked to him or got into a shot with him? 
Yeah, yeah. He was just this little peanut of a guy, right? And <laughs> in, in like from like 2014 when I met him at, to 2018. And of course, you know, you know it's temporal, right? Because yeah. these are like formative years to adolescence to teenage years. And then, I mean, I'm doing it even with my nieces and nephews. Like every time I turn around, I'm like, what? Who is this grown man I'm looking at? And your voice, I can't. It's too much. And so I did feel that way coming back and, and seeing Sonny um, as this now teenager, fully fleshed out teenager and hearing the change in his voice, which was it proposed a bit of a challenge for mm. the game because it was trying to sort of how many years had actually gone by and how much growth had happened. So I know that they they worked really hard to make sure that felt seamless. And I think they did a great job. Yeah. The, yeah, they did. A lot of people had like it, it's he was a kid. Now it's it's. How did he grow that much? His voice is good. <laughs> like, it's fine, guys. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I, I really love those. Sunny did such a fantastic job. I heard uh, uh, this new recent video uh, of Christopher talking about how Sunny took, uh, you know, decisions or to change uh, or add some new scenes or was so much different than the previous uh, time he played uh, Atreus and how he has more thoughts to the game. Did he have, like... Uh, were you also like kind of surprised by like, oh my God, this guy is now able to go and, you know, add his own ideas into it more so now than he was in the previous one? Yeah. You know, the more we mature as people, the more we bring to our craft as an actor. And so certainly now that he was a actual teenager and going through those transitions and the hormones and the feelings and the changes and wanting to sort of cut the cord, like the, the apron strings to like, you know, the, your household and your parents and really defining who you are going to be in the world. I think that Sonny certainly started to experience that as a person and brought more of that knowingness and also some emotional depth to the role, um, which he already had you know, as, as a young boy, which made him such a special actor to work with. Um, but definitely more so, I would definitely um, echo uh, Chris's sentiments on that. The one thing that made me a little sad, just a little, is that I really loved that mother-son sort of by proxy mm. relationship that Freya had with him a little more so in the 2018 game. Um, it didn't make as much sense in the narrative in this game, but there was that one sort of and I won't, I won't say specifically, but there are a few moments where we have a bit of that completion. I, of course, wanted more um, because <laughs> I love working with Sunny and also, you know, Freya is, um, she's such a consummate mother, you know, and that whole storyline with Balder, which of course sets her, derails her yeah. as you meet her in those first oh, few yes. moments of that <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, my God, I, I, going back to that, like with, you played as such a helpful character, such a uh, motherly, like you still are, but it's like more of a, like a very kind, ready to help, ready to be there in 2018 version of the game to now where you're like, I'm going to kill him. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and so how yeah. is that? Like, because you, you play a very different kind of different character, but now you have a completely kind of different vengeful. You're ready to strike Kratos, kill him, all that stuff. Like, how is that playing that character to more into the negative side in a little bit? How is that like uh, when you got into this? Going back to Freya. It felt really gratifying, to be honest with you. I, 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 I felt a, a real duty and responsibility to Freya. I think she's a really important figure, female figure in, in the whole pantheon of video games yeah. in general. Um, that, you know, she leads with um, strength, vulnerability, courage, truth, being a mother. 
Um, you know, I talk about that a lot, like they didn't uh, overtly sexualize her, mm-hmm. uh, where they do a lot with, you know, and, and, and sexuality is a beautiful thing as a woman. I mean, after all, she's the goddess of love, sex for, and fertility and beauty. So yeah, she's got, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But when we're hanging our hat just on those attributes, you're sort of missing out on all the other aspects of, of who she is as a, as a goddess. And then the way that Sony Santa Monica Studios, the writers humanized her to just be this like this woman. So yeah, so the mother aspect was really great. And yeah, you don't you don't F with a mama bear. You really don't. Because <laughs> you don't. as you saw, Atreus's when he gets angry, what happens to him? Well, that's internally what's happening with Freya. So the one piece of hope she had in 2018 in that game and in God of War 4 was to make amends with her son to own what she did. She tries to explain like, I, I I can make us whole, we can start something new, but you know, Baldur's like, he's done. Yeah. Um, and so, so much so that as a parent, I would lay down my life for him. And that's really a, a beautiful like analogy, right? That if the only thing that's gonna make you whole, if I, that's the thing I took away from you. And as your parent, my one responsibility was to set you off into the world to succeed, to have a fully fleshed life, then you can take my life. Yeah. And of course, we all, you know, have feelings like, oh, they saved her and that's the right thing to do. But she was like, oh, my God, like you yeah. took the choice away. and You also took my son. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was an insane moment. So I'm seeing her right now. It's so crazy because in this game, there's so many scenes that are emotionally draining, especially for Freya. It's like it's was it it was it too much challenging for you? Was there any kind of challenge to have those kind of, because you had so many scenes like that in, in this specific game. Was it a more of a challenge for you to like go into that zone? Um, I want to note the fact that this amazing light is shining <laughs> through. Can you, it's like straight Bifrost Seder it magic is. happening. It is. I love it. Okay, I it'll, it'll go it. down. So the sun is setting. I apologize. <laughs> but hey, you know what? She's also the goddess of Seder, Seder magic. So we have a little magic. Um, yeah, it wore me out. It wore me out, but not in a way that I felt depleted. Mm-hmm. It was like I got to explore any and all pain. And I spoke about this in the documentary that they made, um, that there were certain aspects of my life and cert- certain situations and relationships that I could pull from where I could like viscerally feel what pain and betrayal and and hurt and desire and longing and and feeling completely shut out. Uh, I could I could relate to all those aspects because of, of my own personal life experiences. And so that's what you know that's what you do as an actor. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's very basic. You you can pull from that in your own life and you can relate to your character. And so you know it, yeah. Whereas like there were some times where I was like at the end of the day, and I even posted a few pictures of like me like this in my trailer <laughs> with like tear stained cheeks and all the dots on my face like oh my god they keep pulling it out of me like is there anything left to give but there, oh. there's always more to give yeah, there's always, always yeah more. i mean well, yeah it, it's it's hard to do i cannot imagine how it is because i always think when i when i see these scenes i'm like how do you how do you even get to that zone the great getting that zone and then getting out of it only to get back into it uh, was there yeah. moments where you like you have that scene done and the director went like that was good Let's do it again. <laughs> you have that kind of yeah. scenes. Yep. Was it was it too much? Oh, like, yeah. can't, we can't take that scene, right? 
Well, here's what's unique about what we're doing. And, and, and this is no secret. Everyone knows like Dory is, is our DP and it was all about the no cut camera. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the last game so special because I mean, I imagine as a gamer, like I'll, I'm like a soon, soon to be gamer and more on that later, but I can only imagine that when you are controlling Kratos and you become him, that the game grabs you by like your shirt and like pulls you and doesn't let go of you. Yeah. That's, that's the choreography of that camera. And it's going to show you exactly what moment it wants you to see. And sometimes it can be powerful to be behind Kratos' shoulder mm. and just hear his voice. And now you're, you're looking at Atreus. So I really thought that that was a really powerful thing that they did um, with the no cut camera and just like the, the, the whole crew in general. Yeah. Um, but give me your question again, because I want to make sure I answered it fully. <laughs> no, I was saying that if, when, when he had those emotional moments, uh, yeah. when he shot all those emotional moments, did he have, did he have oh. that? I think that you, you're done with it, but the director was like, oh, let's do it again. Yes. One more take. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's right. I was derailing myself with the no cut <laughs> camera. So, so we had to nail it. So there's the technical aspect, which was the camera mm -hmm. following us, no bumps in the camera, yeah. everything smooth as can be. And Tater Tot was actually our, um, our, uh, um, she was working the camera yeah. and Dory was sort of this time standing back as like the over, overall uh, director of photography. Um, but then there's also when they know, because now they know me and Chris and they know Sonny and they really under, understand what we can bring and also what's required of the character in that scene. So yeah, there are moments where maybe it wasn't quite there and maybe Matt Sophos would whisper something in my ear or Eric would give me this really great thing to simplify what it was that was I was doing or attempting or whatever and so you really rely on our leaders like that on you know people like eric and and matt who's the director of the, of, of the full narrative to help you get there but for the most part and chris will say this too the second that we walk on those stages in the volume um it, it's it is almost like a mystical well no it is a mystical experience where it's like the character it's like it, it's just there it comes mm. to life. It's not, it, it was, there was never a moment where any of us were like, ah, I just can't get the emotion of this. It's like, it was readily available. But yes, we do, we do have takes. I think probably the, the most takes we did on one scene may have been up to like 11. Mm. And it was because it's like when, when there's multiple people in a scene and uh, everyone's got to hit their mark and everything's got to, and, and so. Yeah. That's, that's hard. That's hard. But speaking of that, like, is it, is it, easy for you to just switch to your character like that because like some people like they do something there's some kind of, some kind of activity and then they when the shot happens and they go into it is it like easier to go like let's switch to freya uh to get in that character is that easier or is like do you have something else that you do before you jump into it i do some little magical things in my trailer and little totems and little you know as she has got that witchy um you know goddess magic side yeah. i had some little trinkets and little oils and things that I would have. And then I, I, I typically do this for every role that I play because I'm, I'm also a singer and a songwriter. And music, as we know, just mm. listening to Bear McCreary's like- Oh my God. Lord, I can't even. Because you listen to the score and you're just weeping. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and just yeah. <laughs> the association between the images and, and then the sound and then the score is like the thread that like- yeah brings it all together. Um, I will listen to a playlist of songs and I make a playlist for most of my dr dr characters that have dramatic arcs. 
um, and content to really um, bring myself because when I've got my little earbuds in and I'm walking onto the stages, you know, and, and there's all these technical things happening. For me, I have to sort of protect the, um, the, the, the frailness, the frailness isn't quite the word, but it's like, it's temporal, like emotion can be temporal, right? So if I'm like, you know, shooting the shit, like, and it's an emotional scene and I'm like, Hey, cracking jokes. And I, I can't do that. And all of a sudden, like, like a robot yeah. switch it on. I got to sort of be in that space, protect it, have it be sacred. And then of course, when it's done, I'm like, let's go get a drink and eat some pizza. Cause like <laughs> that wore, that wore me out. <laughs> yeah. My God. You do need some pizza after that. That's, that's a perfect yeah. way to go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what, what, you know, you had so many amazing scenes. I cannot believe this Freya. Everybody had such an amazing scene. What was the most memorable piece of direction you got when you played that role? Oh, Mm. that's a hard one yeah <laughs> it's so much yeah i mean it because it's it was all so good um yeah okay so i'll i'll speak about a piece of direction i got from eric mm -hmm. and then i'll speak about a moment where matt sophos whispered magic in my ear and it was like <laughs> it it just happened so um there's a moment where, and again, I'm not going to say specifically, but yeah. I will tell you, there was a moment where Freya finally under, like, understands or in her body no longer needs revenge, mm. right? Because her arc is from vengeance to forgiveness. And there's yeah. a lot that she goes through. And there's a lot that you all learn about her because the writing's so thorough and in, in depth, right? I mean, even at, even all the ancillary side quests now, I know these side quests yes. are like, I'm like, people are tweeting me, oh my God, you and Kratos. <laughs> and they're just, they love it. So it, it was such a journey from 2014 to this moment where I, I knew this was the moment that she was whole, like, and, and, and I was not sure how much emotion I would need to bring, or I wasn't sure if I had felt it. And, and I, I can't remember specifically what Eric said, but it was, it, what it was, it, it gave me permission just to keep that moment really simple. It didn't need to be, you know, the moments with the tears coming down. Yeah. I had already done that right? <laughs> a lot of times during the game, a lot of times. And he was like, no, there's a stillness. And I want you to, I think it was, it was along the lines of just trusting that it's there. Mm. And I went back and did the scene. I'm getting chills as I think about it because it was, and it felt really, really good. And I was like, oh, Eric, thank you. <laughs> thank you for seeing on the outside what I couldn't see in that moment. So that was one from our um, our fearless uh, director, video game director, Eric Williams. And then the other one was um, a scene where, um, yeah, so it's a moment where she can unleash her fury and, and decide to hurt <laughs> who she's after or yeah. not. And I couldn't quite like the depth of all that pain hadn't sunk into my gut yet. Like it felt yeah. like it was, my voice was trapped a little bit here, but it wasn't coming from like my, the soles of my feet or like the magma, like under the world tree through my body and out my face. Right. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. Oh my God. What did Matt Sophos whisper? <laughs> I think 
I'll tell you because I feel like I'm going to cry when I think about it. I think what he said was like, I think what he said felt like it gave me permission to really just let it all out. And I, and I don't remember the words specifically, but he was like literally right before the cameras rolled. And like, that's a really great time for an actor because like when the cameras roll and then maybe there's all these things like that happen that take you out of the moment, but he whispered it and ran off the state, <laughs> ran off the volume. And it was like, it like, it was like a dagger. It was like went in my heart and my gut. And then it was like phew, the emotion flooded me. And that was the scene. So we have a great team helping us out with stuff like that. Yeah. That sounds so good. You know, just going through that, saying something, some said something that is so powerful that you, as he's going by, he's like, you just have that coming up from, from the gut up, up there and then you just, just throw it out there. It's just, it's just the pure energy, the pure rawness of it, it comes out. It's mm -hmm. so cool. And I, it just looks amazing. That's why I was like, wow, these scenes are, my God, so incredible. I cannot believe like it's at this point, I'm like, can we just turn this into a movie? Do you think that God of War yes. can turn into a movie? Can it go back oh, into a movie hole? Heck yeah. I think a movie, I, th I even think like a TV series. Oh, yeah. Think about, think about all these characters, like, you know, Corey as the creative director of the game, mm -hmm. right? He's now created, you know, a bit of a Marvel universe, hasn't he? Because <laughs> yeah. you have like, there could be like, people are like, we want a Freya game. We want a Brock and Sindri. We want a Thor and a Throod. And they want, they want to know, they want to like explore these, these interesting gods and goddesses that they relate to because they write them in such human ways. And I'm, and I'm like, thumbs up. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for a live action. I'm ready to, I'm ready to show my face. Right. Yes. Cause I obviously, um, it's my voice, it's my body, my movement, it's my energy, it's my spirit. And I think that does come through. Mm, 100%. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, who wouldn't want a live action TV series like yeah let's do it <laughs> that would be so cool I would love to see I would love to see the whole not the whole thing but more so extra stuff like a whole series series would be even fun uh to explore yeah. all these characters I would love to see uh even two things I would love to see one would be a a, a series the second one I think would love to see more of more of Freya I feel like there should be a DLC mm -hmm. in the game to explore more of Freya maybe the backstory because we did see some some of the backstory but I want to see more like what she talks about I, if we could see more of that would be amazing w what if that happens what if that freya gets uh, uh extra oh. from your <laughs> lips to god of war's ears that's what i keep saying because a, a few people a few people are asking that on twitter and you know i of course i can lobby and say yes <laughs> sony come on let's do this but you know they they're they're so thoughtful in everything that they do and they, they, they hear it and they know it. And I, and I think that the way that they've been sort of doling out the stories and, um, and the creativity and the information has been, yeah. there's been a lot of thought behind it, but you know what? I, I think a DLC could be in the works, could, could be in the works for many characters. And I certainly think that Freya's backstory, like everything that happened with Odin, everything that happened when she was a leader of the Vanir and her whole intention was to like broker a peace. And then how Mimir was involved. I mean, it's yeah. so, I mean, I, I mean, who so doesn't, much. I, I want to know. Yeah. I want to play it out. Yeah. The, when I, when I went through that game, those moments were like, wow, there's so much. I'm like, cannot wait. There's so much to do so much to hear about every single character. That's what I love about this game. Every single character gets so much. And I'm like, wow, there's so much to it. And I'm like, I've not even finished 10% of the game and like this it's so crazy I just I just really loved it Did you, have you played the game yourself 
So here's the thing, and I, t I often share this. Like, I love video games. I love fantasy, sci-fi. My mom raised us on, you know, Star Wars oh. and, like, Miss Pac-Man, you know. And so, and then in the 90s, something came on the scene called Super Mario Brothers, which was a big deal. Oh, and yeah. we got the Nintendo, and I was really good with, like, you know, that controller, but the new controllers intimidate the <laughs> heck out of me. Like, I, I don't have any idea what the X or the, is there a Y or a zero or a side things. Mm -hmm. So I think I just, I need to be trained like a Padawan. <laughs> like, I just need to, like, get in with an Obi-Wan Kenobi style. Oh, yeah you know, gamer that has a lot of patience and, uh, and can, because I would love to play through the game. I'm a little jealous that I, everybody else's experience. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> yeah, I want the experience. That would be cool. I mean, hey, it's easier. I know it's very intimidating to hold the controller because the first time I hold the controller, I'm like, what, what do I do? How, like, so it's, it's, it's intimidating, but once you get into it, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it because it's, it's, it's uh, your role playing it it's just and coming and seeing that in the game is so mind boggling and then playing it when i it's so hard to play at the same time because i'm dying all the time like how will i progress so it's like like good good job me i'm doing great <laughs> so but yeah I, I hope i hope you get to play it uh did you see uh i, I know i've seen you on twitter like people posting scenes like the scene was great that scene was great have you seen all the scenes or most of the scenes of yours uh from yeah. the game so last night I was um, with my mom because we got caught up on The Walking Dead mm. and um, and um, she and myself and my stepdad uh, watched through the scenes and we my mom watched through all of them. I think it was I think it's about close to an hour. So oh, it yeah. felt it felt like the Freya movie in a lot of ways, <laughs> although I was a little sad because then when we wrapped it up and everything and then later when I was looking on that, I was like, oh, all of the side quests mm. um, scenes didn't make it into this particular edit. Um, and one of those side quests is one of my favorite moments for her. And it felt like such an intuitive moment for me as an actress and also a human to know what that scene required. So it was kind of a revelatory moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. I know that scene. That it's so many scenes in this game that just <laughs> makes me cry. I'm like and I, I remember like playing that one moment. I think that that was a side side quest of yours only. And I'm like yep. and I'm playing it. I, I just got it and then uh, I was like kind of getting emotional and mom comes in like, "Why are you crying?" I'm like, "I'm just I'm sorry. I'm playing this game. It's too much." <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, we've got grown men crying and naming their children Atreus and oh, their yes. dogs Kratos and their daughters Freya. Like it's it's incredible how how much impact this has had um just like not just in pop culture but just like this I I say it's not a game it's a movement but mm -hmm. like you know maybe that's a bit much but they are calling it the game of a generation and I'm oh, like yes. yeah. Because there's so much care and you're right. And some people are like, well, you know, I know there's a little, maybe there's a, an audience, a certain audience member who feels like it's too movie like, and games should just really be about like shoot them up or cut, cut their head off or whatever it is. But I feel like what makes the game so impactful is because of the emotional connectivity that you have to these characters right. and how they relate to you in your life. So yeah, you're crying, of course. I mean, <laughs> within the first 10 minutes with oh, yes. Atreus, I'm just like weeping like a little baby. I'm like, oh my god. I, I was like, this is how the game. This is how you're gonna get let the game start. It is great. All right, looks like it's gonna be a crying fest from now. Uh, yep. But uh, okay, this is one fun thing. I don't know if you have thought about it, but 
what what if what if Kratos and Freya's kind of like powers or uh, the way of fighting or everything kind of uh, changed? They kind of replaced each other. What if Freya had the blades of chaos and the axe, and she had the rage and all that stuff? Would that be something that would be exciting? Would that be something to see that Freya? <laughs> That'd be crazy. I would see like Freya, like Freya just going, yeah, I'm just going on rage mode and just punching the hell out of everybody. That would be fun but, to see. Well, yeah, that could. I mean, that would be really interesting. I the I know that, and I haven't seen a bunch of these, but I know that she does. You know, the the. Freya does kick oh, some, yeah. some serious she ass does. like with with her bow and arrow and then also the sword and then what happens in one of the side quests. Yeah. yeah, so um, but you know, I feel like that moment will happen if and when they decide to do whether it's DLC or a game or more, however they would do more exploration on her um, because I can imagine how much she fought and we all know this because of the, the lore. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not giving any spoilers from the game, but yeah. we know that she was the leader of the Vanir, and then the Aesirs, and there were all, the war was that the continual warring that happened. And then, as the goddess of love, she was like, "All right, look, this is how we're going to broker a peace. Like, I just he just needs a wife and a family. Yeah. We yeah. just need to calm that all father down, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just have just to calm him down. <laughs> oh yeah, get him in front of the fireplace, massage his shoulders, <laughs> rub his feet. Come on, Odin, stop being such a uh, nuisance to the nine realms. But um, but yeah, I think that if there were probably moments, and we saw them in this game of like rage. I mean when they have that opening shot, this was the trailer mm-hmm. of me coming in like a falcon, shape-shifting into Freya, jumping on that sled. And I mean, oh. that was some of the most gratifying moments. So yeah, I think there's more room to explore that. Whether she'd have Blades of Chaos, I <laughs> don't know. I think that's more Kratos's journey, but certainly that rage was there. Oh yeah, the, the rage, by God, was insane. I love to see that. Uh, yeah. Uh, going, uh, you know, like I just, there was a lot of interest in me when I when I saw all this like with video games now where they are like I just was really interested like what if I would do voice acting and all that stuff uh but I always felt that nervousness like okay and then it's so much that I'm like uh maybe not do you have that kind of nervousness when you get into the the shots like the first day any other day do you feel that that nervousness getting all the way up or something Oh, I thought the first table read I was going to get fired. <laughs> I was literally convinced of it like First of all, I wasn't necessarily set up in the most fair way. I mean, I auditioned. I I thought it was like the Game of Thrones. So I was like, I just was channeling Khaleesi and Lady Stark. It felt like Shakespeare. It was a soliloquy. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a child of the theater. This is no problem. I was. I always felt like I was meant for these types of roles. It felt right in my body. And I was like, okay, great. I got it. Thank you. Because And I say this a lot, like actors... For me, like I go into every audition feeling like I am this person. I, you got to set yourself up to win, yeah. and you, you got. And I think it's important to have that. You're not going to get them all. I've had more rejection than I've had the yeses, mm-hmm. and probably true for maybe 99% of actors out there. There's always the one percent that get like touched by the gods, and everything's <laughs> yeah. a yes. Um, and so. Yeah. So when I was, I got the job and I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to be a character in a video game. I'm not quite sure exactly what that is, but it feels like Avatar meets like, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, Gollum. I saw that incredible actor and I was like, oh, that could be fun. So I go in and I'm there and I'm in the lobby at at Santa Monica Studios and um, behind me or like everywhere, there's like beautiful oil paintings and images of 
of the video games that this incredible studio produces. And so behind me was Kratos with the Blades of Chaos. It was very dramatic and he was yeah. on his knees and he was all flexed. And I was, and I, I kept, I kept looking at it and I was talking to Corey Barlog at the time. And I was like, this is so cool. Thank you. Wow. I, this is all new for me. It's so exciting. And I kept looking back and I was like, and I was trying to be cool. Like I knew what I was talking about. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think I know that game. I'm like, yeah, isn't that something like God of War? Right. And he's like, mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the game you just booked. And I was like, oh, this is serious. And so then I go in the room and it's this big like, you know, Willy Wonka Mike TV room. It's all white, you know, and, and there's these tables and there's all these cameras. And then I've got like this like Herculean man, like, you know, Chris Judge with this booming oh. voice. I'm like, you know, and of course I knew him as Teal'c, right? I knew him as Teal'c, yeah. but I was like trying not to fangirl. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then, you know, Alistair's Scottish brogue, which is like amazing for Mimir. And then yeah. Robert Craighead's amazing voice for Brock. I'm like, and then there's Adam Harrington. It was like, and everybody was so great. And I was like, they are going to fire me. I am in a room with experienced voiceover actors. I have no idea what I'm doing. And um, that was a real feeling. And then I, but they, so they weren't going to fire me, but I will say that it took me, it took me a minute to find her. Hmm. Cadence, her, where her voice sat in me, her her inner the inner workings of her right because i didn't even know i was playing freya yeah i had no idea i was yeah. like just reading these words i'm like oh freya okay i, <laughs> I would have come in with a lot of study because i'm a very studious like note-taking person and i would have gone through all the lore i would have read every book i would have known all about the norse mythology so yeah i was intimidated and i was scared and i got through it hey that's that's wonderful i mean it's so uh kind of nerve-wracking to like you don't know your character but then you know your character like Oh my God, there's like so much that I could have done. So much homework and all that stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's insane. But okay, uh, here's the thing. Like after you did such a great job, even after that, I'm like coming, getting to that role, finding her and then doing all that. 2018 was incredible and now is even more incredible. Uh, and since we talked about watching your scenes, do you ever have that kind of thing like where you watch a scene and you kind of cr over-criticize yourself or do you like criticize this? The criticism is okay enough, but are you do it too much? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, and, you know, you're asking me, I'm, I was about to say every actor has their preference. Like some actors I know don't even watch their work. Like mm -hmm. they wouldn't even, it took me a minute to watch my cutscenes because I just wanted to live in the memory of what it felt like when I was there. And then, um, and then I decided to finally, I, I was like, I got to watch these scenes and, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't feel in particular with this, with this particular game and this particular role, I, especially in this particular game, I don't think there's anything I would have done differently, which is not to say that I haven't if watched other things and been like, Oh God, I, <laughs> uh, uh, that, mm. and then you're like, you know, oh, I should have delivered it this way or, yeah. you know, and, and, and then, you know, as an actor, you're also sort of subject to what they choose in the edit. I don't have control over mm -hmm. that. You know, there might be a take where I felt like was better. Like I remember I did this role in um, Lifetime. It's called the nanny killer. And I, I was a nanny killer. Right. And so she was intense 
but I don't ever just want to play a killer like a killer. I'm like, well, what happened to this woman? Like, what's her pain? Why? I wanted the portal into why she made these horrible choices. And I remember there was this one take where I was, I was having to let go of control in a moment. And I remembered I put my hands on the table and I stood up really slow. And this one take, I had tears rolling down my cheek, like perfect. Every actor's like, thank God it was all there. And it yeah. was, and they didn't choose that take. Oh, no. And I was so mad. I was like, it was my Oscar moment on <laughs> Lifetime. How dare you? Oh, and no. they didn't do it. But I'm, but no, I, I can absolutely look back at Ragnarok. And I feel like I was really dialed in. Personally, I knew Freya so well at that point. We were a well-oiled machine. We had great leaders on set. And um, and I just felt really primed and ready for her. Oh, yes. That's amazing. I know a lot of people, including me, when I do whatever I do and I cannot watch myself, I cannot hear myself. It's very hard to hear my own voice uh, or to even watch me. I'm like, I look weird here. I should have pre-shot this thing or I sound odd here. Look at those guys. Yeah. Sound so good. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I over-criticize a lot. That's why I sometimes don't watch my own. But it's so cool that you, you it's very hard sometimes to like kind of not do that because I feel like uh, you, you over-judge yourself sometimes. And it's, 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 I would love to go in that zone, but I think it takes time to like kind of go into that place where you're like, you're not judging yourself. You're okay. Whatever you did, you have fond memories of it and you go with it. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Well, first of all, you have a fantastic voice. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, very, very distinct. And um, yeah, you have great resonance. And I mean, you just sound smarter than hell. So whatever the <laughs> heck you're talking about, I'm just going to go, yeah, he knows better than I do. So, oh, I'm not so, smart. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, sure you are. Here you are. You have your own podcast. Uh, you put some creativity and all that together. Um, but it is hard. I think it is hard to hear your own voice. I mean, there's been times I've heard my own voice back and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm a, I'm a singer as well. And yeah. sometimes I'll... I'll hear a song that I sang and I'll be happy with it. And other times I'm like, oh God, I just can't, ugh. you know, you just have those hit or miss moments in life. But in general, I think that a big part of, um, for me was when I had a deep sense of self acceptance, mm -hmm. when I finally had that like true acceptance of myself and that love, like, how would I talk about a friend that I loved? How would I support and encourage them? Maybe I should try that mm -hmm. for myself the most important relationship you'll ever have, right? So when I finally got there, and there's still moments that I'll, I'll battle the voices in the head or whatnot, but it, I have such a strong union now with my own self that um, those, those moments of being overly critical and judgmental aren't really there like yeah. uh, they were in the past. Yeah, that's that's good to that's good to know. That's very important as well. It, it, I think it comes over time. I think a lot of people like so much. I worried so much, but I think it comes over time. Speaking of you singing, uh, yeah. was it ever a thought like, what if I had a soundtrack in the game, or if you sang for oh. something like uh, that would be that would be cool because I love the soundtrack, but it would be so cool to have your voice as well in one of the soundtracks in the game wouldn't that be so cool like Ooh, bear what if, mccreary yeah <laughs> what if we had a moment like where she has to sing there's a scene where she has to sing that'd be so interesting that would be interesting and you know i i wouldn't put it past maybe sort of the um attributes of her goddess-like nature to yeah. to maybe sing a little melody and and have a, a lovely voice of course not being the goddess of music or anything like that mm -hmm. but 
But I would imagine that would be great. I, look, Bear McCreary's wife um, is incredible. I mean, you've you heard her sing. Yeah. That's her voice on um, Outlander. It's her voice on um, it, Memories of Mother. Yeah. Just that oh, Memories of Mother is one of my favorite melodies of all time. And I'm being serious. Like, it's yeah. so good. Um, there might be a special music pod project that might be dropping Ooh. at some point. I can't really speak too much about it yet, but I will tell you that there's might be something special come in as a little thank you love letter to the fans. So yes. We'll keep... <laughs> I am excited. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be so cool when it comes out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the first. Like, let's <laughs> listen to this. This is going to be so exciting. Uh, one thing that I know a lot of people had like kind of thoughts about when the game came out, uh, was coming out where Corey is not involved so much in this game and Eric Williams is the director this time around. A lot of people are like, yeah. What's it, is it going to work or something? What was like kind of difference between working with Corey and, and working with Eric? That's a legitimate feeling because I had never met Eric either. All I knew was this beautiful fatherly energy that Corey had and this like amazing experience that we all went through together and so yeah it was like and then all of a sudden it's you know somebody new coming in that's like shepherding the whole project and of course i trusted sony santa monica knew a heck of a lot better than i did on, on who, who who was right for the part but you know it's personal right mm -hmm. and so you know um so there was that getting to know you period but the one uh, the, the, there's so many great things about eric um the way that he in fact when we were at the um our launch party, um, he got up on stage and talked about how they they were big shoes to fill and there is this legacy, but he's been a part of this game and this narrative oh, yes. and God of War for so long. He understands the inner workings of it. And whereas his style is different than Corey's, he, I felt like, so he called himself a lighthouse, um, that he was the lighthouse, right? Because you know, he was saying the birds come by and shit on you, the waves <laughs> come and try to knock you over. You get like all deteriorated by the like the salty brine he goes but you're steady and you're constantly having the beacon of light that brings the ships home and i started crying wow. like, that's what you did <laughs> because you know Corey birthed a new idea right let's give literally figure and figuratively let's give kratos a son what a turn oh, in man. the franchise 100%. this was unrelenting yeah, he was he was an a-hole. He was an unrelenting god of war. He didn't he wasn't thinking about his choices. He was just doing his thing and just raw. killing people. Like, I don't yeah. care. You are dead. <laughs> That's how it yeah. was. Yeah, his own father. I mean, we all know this, right? Because this is part of the lore. Yeah. So when Corey really lobbied and fought for them to hey, Kratos needs to grow up. Like he needs to um he needs to mature and have a transformation here, an evolution. And I think as all of these young men that were creating God of War were also getting married and having children, yeah. it's a game changer. We all know it's <laughs> yeah. a game changer. And so now it was a game changer for Kratos. And so yeah, he laid this new track. It was like we were going this way and then whoosh, we went this way. But Eric was a part, you know, from from so long a mm -hmm. part of this franchise that I think his style was that like um, 
it, it was it was masculine in its way of being sort of like literal and direct and simplified, which for someone like me who is, you know, I'm I'm obviously feminine, I'm 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 a woman, but I but I but Freya also needed that masculine strength, right? And I don't say it like I'm, this isn't a gender conversation, but we know that there's a polarity in life, right? Yeah. There's the softer and the harder. And so we all have that in us as human beings. We all have masculine and feminine. And so especially in those moments where it was time to like have the general like a come out, the the warrior, the leader of the Vanir, like she's really lockstep with Kratos, right? Kratos is the general, but there she is right by his side, you know, rallying the troops he was really great with me in, in moments like that for me in moments like that. And then of course the moments to simplify, he was just, uh, he, it gave me a lot of peace. Mm -hmm. that, that's what it ended up being. It was, it was a different kind of peace. Cause I also felt a certain kind of peace with Corey, but it was a different kind of peace that I needed. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's lovely. Eric has been involved in such a long, I'm so happy that the team did such an incredible job here, but I want to end, end, end with this. I'm going to close up on this is, okay. I mean, I obviously cannot talk much, but whatever you, you can, what, what is your favorite Freya line? If you can pick out any. <laughs> oh, from this game. I think it, it, there's a couple that, and I'm going to not say it exactly right, but it's one line when she says, the family that I had was torn away from me piece by piece. But there's comfort in knowing that that I have found like the family that I've chosen. There's comfort in this chosen family. Yeah. Because it, it is, it is really beautiful, isn't it? Isn't aren't aren't Kratos and Freya so great together? So great. So great. They and they kept it in this in this realm of like parents and friendship. And it's so beautiful. Like there really is a, a, a love there. And I know a lot of people are like, they should end up being together. <laughs> Who knows? You never know. I don't know. But um <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines also yeah, there's that moment of integration in one of the side quests where she's still trying to force, and I don't want to say, but you know when she's still trying to force it mm -hmm. and she's angry and she's trying to like release something from yeah. the past with um, with Odin. And then there's a moment and I remembered, I was like, oh my God, this is the moment where Freya needs to integrate that she was part of those choices. She was part of it, it didn't just belong to him. It also belonged to her. And like seeing her part in it, this is so huge. This is why I'm in, so in love with Sony Santa Monica and the writers. You can't get to freedom and forgiveness without owning your choice to be there in the first place. And this isn't excusing if someone's abusive to you or there's something horrible that happened, but you've got to see your part in it because if you don't, then you're not empowered. You're literally a victim your whole life of it. And Freya was fully victimized. Like that's when the vengeance came out. She's yeah. like, how could you? It's all your fault. And it's like, but the Norns are like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. That prophecy was basically the sum of your choices. And, yeah. and I remember I was so like, oh my God, Freya is so angry. But Danielle was so happy because that was true responsibility in writing. So that moment where she goes, it wasn't just Odin's, it, it, it was also mine and then the release happens and the and the liberation and the and the and the, it is it's it's liberation in that moment for her um so that was one of my favorite lines and then of course 
you know, the, the moment with Kratos that everyone was waiting for. It's like, <laughs> this is either the moment where, you know, I, I forgive you or I kill you. It's like, it's, yeah, a, yeah. she's at a crossroads, right? Because she's got to look down the barrel of her life and go, what, what's going to serve me the most here? Right. So, I mean, I could go on and on about the writing, but I think maybe those three are. And then also, too, they gave her like so much great humor, like oh, just yeah. her disdain. Her disdain for Brock and Mimir is so funny to me. But like she kind of loves them, but she's also like super annoyed by them as well. Um, so the banter between Freya and those characters was fun. And they, they gave me jokes and I was yeah. like, oh, good. She's not always so serious. She's a, she's a little bit of a party girl. She was a party girl back in the day. Yeah, so. those those some of the jokes. I'm like, my God, this interaction is so good. But the, with the doors with Mimir, I'm like, wow, this is good. <laughs> it was so good. They're, they're so wonderful that that's true uh well i would say thank you so much uh for being thank here this you. has been a joy uh but also congratulations on on not only getting to this game but also being nominated for so many awards in in the game awards so cool it's incredible i i it's you know and again like i just i weep and i i cry tears of joy for the team because i know what was at stake for them and i know that this like it required everyone to like bring out even more excellence than, yeah. than the last game. And we're leading the pack with 10 nominations and I'm not shy about saying that that's awesome. And I totally think it's a really great move. And uh, I hope that, you know, I mean, there's so many great games. I know Elden Ring is, is I yeah. haven't only really seen clips. It looks stunning, it but is. of course you're rooting, you're rooting for your home team, right? So <laughs> I'm rooting and and I'm just rooting for games in general. I'm rooting for this like massive turn in like really important narratives and the opportunity this platform has to reach billions of people, like millions and millions of people. Like it's um, the reach of this platform is really powerful. And I am, I'm very uh, encouraged by where the narratives and games will go and, um, and really, really honored and super grateful to be in one that I think is is um, is laying down a foundation for that. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to the stories that this particular voice actor had to share. It's so incredible, again, listening to their stories and talking to these voice actors in the first place who worked on these amazing video games. So if you love this conversation, definitely subscribe to this podcast and definitely you know give us a review, like, follow, Whatever you can do to support this podcast would be really, really appreciative. And if you want to check out the full video version of this podcast, you can actually subscribe to my channel, Given Madness, and watch these podcasts in a video format and so much more. 